hello everybody. Welcome back to the Tech Doctor Podcast. This is an exciting one for us because we've got new Apple hardware and two new versions of the operating system to talk about and it's going to be fun. I can't wait. Allison, are you ready to do this thing? I am so ready. I've been ready, well, since Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had any sleep since Friday? Not not as much as I would like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. A little bit the same with me, but let's back up just a little bit because when we left off on the last podcast, we both agreed we were going to get up and pre-order the new iPhone and the new Apple Watch. And it looks like my best guess is that we both got our wishes and got what we ordered. That's right. I did. I got the iPhone 10s Max, 512 gigabytes, ended up getting it in silver. I had chosen space gray, but by the time I got to my page where I could do the Apple upgrade program, even though I had pre-selected it, shipping times for the space gray had gone up by a couple of weeks. And wow. silver was still available, though, for the 21st, so I, so I snagged it. And then I got, I was completely paranoid that I wasn't going to be able to get a watch in time so I just picked the first color watch I could get which I believe is also a silver type color mm-hmm. um, so it's nice so they match at least oh um, cool yeah and I got a nice blue apple case of cape cod blue which I believe is a lighter blue case that I believe would match the silver nicely excellent for the uh, for the phone and so that's the apple leather case Yes, it's just, it's very basic and minimalist. Yeah. And uh, to give the listeners an idea of of how good this phone is, I'm actually podcasting right now on the phone's microphone. Sounds great. Thank you. So it's really cool that if you want to do a podcast, you can do it, especially if you use something like what we're using, which is the, the Zoom yeah. cloud meeting platform, you can just use your phone and it sounds really good, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I did um, something similar. I was able to pre-order. I didn't get exactly what you got. I got the iPhone XS. I stayed with the regular size that we had mm-hmm. last year because I, I really like that size phone. I got the 256 gig model because I'm not needing quite as much storage as you are. <laughs> I got the Space Gray and also got the Space Gray... Um, Apple Watch Series 4. I don't know how it was for you, but pre-ordering went really smoothly for me. Like I was able just to get in there and get my order done really fast. Yeah, I was done in under five minutes. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. Yeah, it's, it's probably the smoothest it's gone for me. And I don't know whether Apple has improved that process a lot or there weren't quite as many people ordering or exactly what, but it seems like based on how quickly... The shipping date started to slip. Seems like there were probably a lot of orders. I imagine so. I'm. In, I'll be interested to see how it's going to work in subsequent years. Now that I'm in the iPhone upgrade program, where you pay with the financing, you can upgrade every year. And now, I believe I'll be able to still go in like I did last year and select my preferred model ahead of time. Um, and do it that way. I think that's one of the advantages of the Apple program. I think you you can select it basically and do something equivalent to putting it in your favorites or maybe even putting it in your bag, but you can't actually 
order it until that's right the pre-orders open so you'll still have to get in there you know at midnight and and push the pre push push the order button or the purchase mm-hmm. button but it's cool that you did that i i really have thought seriously about getting on the apple uh program i'm on the at&t next program and it's it's really essentially the same thing mm-hmm. it's just not through i apple. like it yeah i like it because you get actual apple care with it yes instead of the phone's insurance mm-hmm. plan which is which is not as good in my opinion um, because I had to utilize the phone insurance plan the one time with my it was my five uh-huh. s before I could before I could upgrade because it was right after I had gotten the dog and I kept dropping the phone and oh. trying to carry it in my pocket like a like a warrior you know uh-huh. um, <laughs> and it got dropped off the concrete a couple of times so okay. I had to get I had to get a new one before they would let me upgrade and they it cost me two hundred dollars I remember oh. through the phone insurance program and i have a feeling that if i had done it through apple care it would have been less yeah okay well that, well that's cool i don't do insurance or apple care just be, just because i've had such good luck with no problems with my phones mm-hmm. that if i did i hope not have to pay for one to get repaired or replaced it, it would come out about the same thing as far as what i've saved all these years i told Vicky, my wife, that, and she said it sounded like voodoo economics to her, and she's got she's got a point. I have to say, I agree with Vicky. <laughs> she, she does have a point there. Yeah. So, the, yeah, yeah. It's you know that, and that is one one thing that is being talked a lot about in the Apple community and elsewhere is how expensive these phones are now and. So, you know, Tim Cook's idea is, well, just get on a just get on a payment plan and it's it's only I don't know what he said, a dollar a day or something. Um, which is true essentially, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's it is amazing how much the prices have gone up actually. It it really is. And I imagine that a lot of it has to do with the fact that now that Apple is is designing these these chips. The tech that they're putting in them is a little bit more expensive. I imagine though that also they are they are charging what the market will bear, and they're going to continue to do that until the market will no longer bear it. And with the payment plan, it is so in reach mm-hmm. by just about anybody. I mean, the only thing about the Apple plan is they do a credit check, so. Mm. You have to have okay credit, you know. Um, so that could be a barrier for some people. I know that the carriers do more of a soft credit check. Okay. Um, Apple, it, it was a, it, it is a more of a, a hard credit check. It doesn't show up on the TransUnion, but it does show up on the Equifax. It's been so long since I signed up for the next plan. I didn't, didn't really remember what was done or wasn't done as far yeah. as credit checking goes, but. Anyway, so we got the pre-orders in and had no problem getting our devices on Friday, and that's fun because it's just fun to get them on launch day. Honestly, it is. There's just there's just this excitement that builds up, and you're kind of like waiting with the rest of the people around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I listened to Jonathan's uh, unboxing of his iPhone XS Max because Jonathan Mosin always gets gets them first because he's in New Zealand. 
So that you know, was almost every exciting. year he says, I don't think I'm going to get one this year. <laughs> but he always does, right? Well, the, the world would be disappointed if he didn't. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I didn't listen to that podcast, but I know he, he did one on unboxing. So It was really good. Oh, good. So I unfortunately have a situation with UPS where I live in a neighborhood that we never get our stuff until at least 5 p.m., 6 p.m., 7 p.m., something like that. So I knew it was mm. going to be a long day, and I just tried to relax. But it's so cool, honestly, that 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 I, and I know you do and others do, just enjoy getting these devices so much that it's it, it really is a neat day, honestly. I mean, it's... It is. It's like Christmas. Yeah, it's like Christmas. It brings brings me a lot of pleasure. And, and so I finally did get mine. I was really excited and I started with the phone and the setup process started out really, really smoothly for me. I was able to get the settings copied over from my other iPhone 10 onto the 10s and that went really smoothly and all went great until I got to the point where I was ready to restore from mm-hmm. I, my iCloud backup. And it just kept telling me, cannot restore from backup. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm really counting on restoring this thing from backup. And I don't know whether it was because... 10 million people were hitting the iCloud servers because they just got their new phones yeah. or exactly what the reason was. But I had a hard time getting it to actually restore from the backup. I had to try several times and restart the phone a couple times and you know stand on my head and uh, <laughs> chant and do everything I possibly could. And it did actually eventually go ahead and restore the backup and that worked pretty well for me. I got all my stuff on the phone fine, but then had some some several things that I had to to tweak or fix. For some reason, Overcast thought I was a new customer. And I don't know how Marco goes about identifying an overcast customer because you don't have to put in an email address or anything if you don't want to when you when you open up overcast but for whatever Mm -hmm. reason it thought i was a new customer and so didn't wasn't aware of any of my earlier podcasts or anything Uh so eventually what i had to do was i kind of held my breath and told it to go ahead and delete my account and all my data because i decided well this is not a real account doesn't doesn't have any podcast subscribed in it this is yeah this is something that his server thinks you know is a new account so as soon as i told it to delete the account which i thought oh boy now i've just lost all my podcasts um it it immediately came back and said oh we, we see that 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 you already have uh, an overcast account would you like to just bring down that those podcasts that's what i was trying to do in the first place mm-hmm. so that all that all worked fine and so Overall, it, it it really the setup went pretty well for me. I'm never, I'm always thinking and hearing other people say, "Oh, you know, there's nothing to it anymore. You just let iCloud do its thing, and 
you're done in a few minutes and you got all your stuff and it's all just easy peasy. But it it's never quite that easy for me. It's always a bit more complicated and it's pretty easy this time, but it still took a while. How, how about for you? Yeah, I find that the same was true. The setup process itself and the restore process could not have gone better, which was fortunate because I was doing it live on an iAccessibility podcast. I had unboxed the phone and the watch um, on on air, so I was setting it up as I was as I was podcasting. But the setup itself was fine. I had no problem with the restore from my old phone, so much so that I immediately erased my old phone after the restore, and I gave it to Jeremy. So he's very happy because he now has my 10. Nice. Um, yeah. And uh, But I noticed that there were some issues, the main one being that no matter what I did, I could not sign into my Audible account. I would get to where I would get to the sign-in button, I would get a cancel button, a try audible button, and then a you know by signing in, you agree to the terms of service and privacy policy and everything. But I could not sign in. The little sign oh, in no. web page just didn't come up. I rebooted the phone. I uninstalled and reinstalled the app, and then rebooted the phone. I, I did. I did everything I could possibly think of to try to get this to work. The only thing that I could think of that had happened was that. I was at this point running the release candidate of iOS 12. So I was restoring from iOS 12 to iOS 12. Mm -hmm. And if I hadn't been, it wouldn't have allowed the restore to go through. But I'm wondering if maybe something got corrupted in the beta process or if it was just something weird, some sort of something came through with the restore that that blocked me from getting back into Audible. So I ended up making the rather drastic decision to set the thing up as a new phone oh and and i'm still dealing with the consequences of that (laughs) so when you say you set it up as a new phone does that mean that you've now had to go into the app store and download each of your apps by hand you're not doing any not restoring from any kind of backup that's right that's right i had to go into the app store and download everything again the good news is i was immediately able to sign into audible and I'm reading the new uh, Robert Galbraith novel, so I needed to get back into Audible. Yeah, that was the most important thing. <laughs> yes, okay. yes. So, and I was able to get, um, I actually ended up switching back to Overcast from Downcast. I was giving Downcast another spin just to see how far it had come, but I hmm. still prefer Overcast. was actually able to sign in with a new, get a new account and everything because I had deleted my old account. Oh. Um and uh, that that worked very well. All my apps that I've gone into so far are working beautifully. But now, of course, there's a million things I I went through and did all my settings. But you know, all the apps when I run them for the first time, just now Zoom. You know, I realized, oh, I'm not logged into Zoom. Mm-hmm. So just just the little things, the big little things that have kept me kind of really laser focused on the phone since I got it. Yeah. Less so than less so than the watch. And you are absolutely right. Nothing will laser focus one as much as starting from scratch because you forget all those little things that you tweaked and all the ways you had to enter information into these various apps to get them to log in and all that. And Uh if you start over from scratch, you have all that to remember again, all that to figure out again. Oh, (laughs) yeah. I'm amazed that you 
are up and running. It sounds like as to the extent that you are, you've, you've gotten pretty far. Yeah. I this, this was my Saturday basically. <laughs> yeah. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt it for a minute. It, it, that That's what it would take. Did you have some sort of list of all your apps or did, I mean, do, do you, how'd you figure out what you needed to go get? Well, I didn't have a list only because I knew that I had a bunch of apps on my previous backup that I would flick past them and I would say, why, why do I have this uh-huh. on my phone? Why do yeah. I have? So mm-hmm. it gave me a chance to really go through all my apps that I've ever downloaded, so many, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> and to really ask myself before I put this on my phone, am I going to use this? So, so did you did you go into past purchases and is that yes. how you you got access to all of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went into my past purchases and was able to was able to download them all from there. And that's something we should probably remind people or let people who don't know about is that you can do that on, on logged into your iCloud account. You can see your past purchases of all your apps, and so that does sort of, in a sense, provide you with a list right there. It does. And what I did was I just clicked a little button when I got into my purchases. There's there's an all option where you can see all things that you have ever purchased, uh-huh. regardless of whether or not it's already on your iPhone. And there's a not on this iPhone. I did notice that a couple of times because it was constantly updating between the all and the not on its, on this iPhone that I it missed a couple of things. So I had to go back through the list mm-hmm. a second time. But that seems to happen regardless of whether you choose all, as I'm remembering now. That seems to happen sometimes regardless when you're scrolling through a huge list like that, mm-hmm. um, that focus jumps around just a tiny bit sometimes. And I would try to catch it when it did, but there were a couple of apps I had to go back through and, and realize, oh, I don't have that, so I had to just get it. So you'd be scrolling through the list, but it for some reason would miss one or two every now and then. Right, uh-huh. right. And you'd have to go back and get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't work perfectly, but it works pretty well. It does, yeah. And so that that's good. So so excellent. You you're up and running, and and you know w- one of the things that you had uh, mentioned to me briefly yesterday, or I guess yesterday, what was that you were not getting all your push notifications? And I found that it really does take a while for them to start fully populating again. I don't know what happened, why, why that is, but it. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen immediately. Yeah, if it, if it hadn't been for the Audible issue, I probably would have just waited for them to come. Uh, but because I could not get into Audible, no matter what I did, this was the only option I had. Yeah, isn't it amazing yes. that you couldn't yeah. get into it even when you deleted the app and reinstalled yeah, it? Yeah, it was wild. It was. I even sent my friend a screenshot, and he's like, yeah, there's no login screen there. And uh-huh. For some reason, it just was confused and already thought you had logged in, I guess. Or, or you were in some twilight zone. It was very, it sounds like very strange. Yeah, it yeah. is. So I didn't, I, I set up my phone um, Friday night, but I didn't actually touch the watch until Saturday morning. And mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, the, the, the Apple Watch Series 4, Four, even if you don't want to watch, go ahead and buy one just for the box. It, <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most awesome packaging jobs I have ever seen. It was very cool. Yeah, it came in kind of a long, 
a long box with with in sort of uh, raised lettering on the front, mm-hmm. and then you opened it up, and the watch was in its own little box with the velvet and pouch, and the uh, and the uh, the band then was in its own little. It was really really nicely done. Really well done, I thought, and, and the, the 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 outer box, not the one that. Ships that they send it, send it because it has to be shipped. But after you open that that box, when you get to the actual first part of the watch box, it has these little tabs that you flip up that cause you to be able to open the box. It's just it's just really cool how they did it. Apple is so mindful of the experience that you want to have when you're opening a package. Now they have really got it right in terms of giving you just that right amount of anticipation to do. Oh, I got to see what I got. Look at this mm-hmm. and not making it a huge pain to open the packaging. It's really, it's a joy to open the packaging. Actually. You don't need a tool for, for almost any you of don't. them. You don't even the shipping box. I was able to just kind of break into without even using like a key or anything. Mm-hmm. It's really cool how they've done that. So I, I got into the watch uh, Saturday morning, and I, I'm really happy. I wasn't quite sure how I would like the size of it, but to me, it's very similar in size to the Series 3. It's a little it's a little bigger, but, but not that noticeably. Not as noticeable as I thought it would be, for sure. And, yeah. and, and to me, it feels just as light and comfortable on my wrist. Mm-hmm. Yep, and so I started getting into the process of, well, the first thing I did was unpair and delete everything from my Series 3 watch from my from my other phone because I was afraid if I didn't do that, I would have trouble getting the cellular part of my plan to switch over to the new one, although mm-hmm. I'm not sure that would have really, that it, that it really would have been a problem. But anyway, so I started setting up the new one and the weirdest thing happened which was when it offered to set it up using a backup the backups that I had that it showed me as being available were all from 2017 oh my goodness I had no backup that it was seeing from 2018 even though I thought that the watch when you unpaired it from your phone that it automatically saved a backup on your phone, which was then copied to your iCloud backup. If you did a, if you if you did an iCloud backup after doing that, which I did, but there was no 2018 backup there. Oh wow! Um, and I I really don't understand that. That doesn't make, why there would be 2017 backups. I just don't get it. Yeah. Wow. So that was odd. So I just went ahead and started did what you did with the phone just started it as if it were a new watch and just set up everything by hand and of course it's that's honestly easier to do with the watch than it is with the phone it is yeah i started mine as a new watch too there aren't that many things you have to go through i did have to get it to switch my cellular plan over to the new one but that turned out to be pretty straightforward and pretty easy to do so did your watch setup go pretty much okay the, the way mine oh is. yeah it was it was really fast too the syncing of the, of the information uh which used to take so long mm-hmm. so long as even on the series three on the series four it took hardly any time at all they have really gotten the communication between the phone and the watch 
to be so fast now. It's, it was amazing. They have. And part of it may be because this, this watch has a significantly faster processor. Yeah, it's 64-bit now, finally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that went well. And so I've been really happy with the operation of both my uh, watch and my phone so far. I have nothing, nothing but good things to say about the the re- reliability and the speed. It's it's all working really well for me so far. So hopefully Same it is here. for you now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased that I made this purchase. I wasn't sure if I was going to because while I am getting more um, weight loss and fitness minded, I was like, well, my Series Three is good, and it is. It still is. But boy, am I glad I went for the Series 4. It is good. And I never thought I would buy a a Series 4. I thought I would skip this year because I've been really happy with the Series 3. But they just had some features that that I really wanted. So here we go. And i got to figure out what to do with my Series 3. I'll probably pass it down to a family member if if either Vicki or Graham want to try an Apple Watch. Yeah, I will probably... I, I tend to keep the last the last year's model if I can afford it as a as a backup just in case. Um, and I uh, I was going to give it to Jeremy actually in my series three, but um, he if he gets a watch which he's really on the fence about, he's not really thinking that it's something he needs. I want him to have the hard features too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So I put my series three in that fancy little felt pouch that the series four came in so oh yeah there's an idea keep it all protected until i figure out what to do with it yeah i got that idea from renee ritchie who said he did that i thought that's that's a good idea that's a good idea so now that we have our devices up and running and working i thought maybe we might just spend a little time not not going through in detail, but just kind of running through some of the highlights of what's new in iOS 12 and watch OS 5. Yeah, that sounds great. And I can't really take credit for this list. This this list I kind of put together as a result of listening to a couple podcasts that Thomas Donville, better known as Anonymous, did on AppleViz. He did one on the uh, iOS 12 and and one on Watch OS 5 and did a really great job on those two podcasts highlighting what he thought was the most significant information, the most significant changes. And so I'm sort of borrowing from you, Anonymous, and I appreciate that, even though you didn't really tell me I could. But <laughs> I figure it's information that we, we're all going to be talking about in one way or another. Exactly. So when we look, talk about the operating system for the phone, iOS 12, um, first thing that that um, comes to mind is that they did something really interesting this year. This was more, they call it more of a maintenance release because they fixed a lot of bugs and sped up the operating system and really sped it up for older devices. So I think all the conspiracy theorists who were saying that Apple purposely slows down your old devices to make you buy a new one, are not saying a whole lot anymore. No, they, they don't have a leg to stand on in this case. They don't because their new dev- their old devices run faster with yeah. iOS 12. And so 
at this point, I would I would encourage anyone running one of the older devices to go ahead and, and update if you have. And I can't think of any reason not to. Can you? No, no, not at all. It's a very, very stable release. So the next thing that um, that, that Thomas talked about w- was this idea that they've made a lot of modifications to notifications where your notifications are now grouped together. And so you can flip through and see that you have notifications from overcast or breaking news or whatever. And it mm-hmm. will, and it will just let you see the first one. And if you want to expand the list and see all of them, you can, or you can delete the whole group if you want to do that, things like that. So I don't know how you're feeling about group notifications, but I'm liking it quite well. I love it when it works. I find that sometimes it's a little inconsistent. Interestingly with the news app, like I will see a group of news notifications. I'll go through those and and clear them, and then I'll see some more news notifications outside of that group. With the same stuff or different stuff? No, different stuff. Different stuff, but it just didn't get included in the group for some reason. In the group for some reason, yeah. Huh, that is interesting. Wonder you, you got to wonder what's going on with that. Yeah, I think it's just something that they're still perfecting, and that's okay. It's not it's not a deal breaker. It's just, oh, like this story should have been in with the, all the other ones. You can turn off grouping. I think you can turn the whole thing off, or you can turn it off for just for individual groups. Yeah, there's a lot of flexibility there. That's great. I, lo- I love that. I love that Apple's becoming more open in that regard. Mm-hmm. You can also uh, have the notifications... Uh, be quiet if you want so they they come in but you don't get notified until you actually go look in the notification center so there's a lot of flexibility there now yeah or you can turn them off entirely like i got a notification from tips and i'm like i never want to see anything from tips so i went to manage to manage and i double tapped that and a menu popped up and one of the options including deliver quietly um but another option was uh to just turn off entirely Mm mm-hmm so you won't see any more from tips. No. So you're going to live with having missed the best tip ever, huh? I, you know, I, I think I'll, I think I'll. This is my ninth iPhone, so I think I'll be okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good to me. So then they also, I think, from at the request of some shareholders, maybe parents, they came out with this whole new feature this year called screen time and i mean you can really get detailed information on exactly how much time you're spending on your phone what apps you're spending it in and even even to the down to the how many times you have uh picked up your phone during the day do you have any thoughts about screen time i think for kids this is awesome I think for adults it is extremely paternalistic. So <laughs> I have I have not I have not even turned it on. Uh-huh. Well, I just turned it on yesterday to see how it would would go and this morning I was a little surprised that I got a message which was a screen weekly screen time report and it said that I had used 1 hour of screen time which is totally not correct. I have no idea where where it got that information. And granted, I did turn it on just yesterday, but still, uh, I'm really, I didn't go in and look at the details. You can go in and see exactly what it thinks, when it thinks you were using the phone or whatever. And, but I would, and, and maybe it's right, you know, maybe, maybe total 
after Kenobi. I only used the phone for a total of an hour, but I, I would be surprised about that because I was configuring things and setting up things and sure seemed like longer than an hour to me. That's for sure. Yeah. But, but anyway, that's what I that's got interesting. And we have uh, some new Siri voices this time. We we have a new male and female Irish voice and a new male and female South African voice. And they really do sound good to me, although I haven't switched to any of them. But you can also use those voices with voiceover now. Yeah, they are. They are quite good. I still like my American male and female voices for their expressiveness uh-huh. and their just overall natural human sound. Yeah. I do not I do not like any of the Siri voices for voiceover because when you speed those voices up, it gets really choppy. I agree. I, I agree. Um it's so interesting, you know, Apple has done quite a a job which some people don't like on making Siri have a personality and when I switched temporarily to one of the other voices on the HomePod, Vicky was like, No, that's not Siri. I don't like that. It's just yeah. it's just, just they've it's just true done, though. Uh-huh. Yeah. They've just done such a good job of I- integrating what 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 they think Siri ought to be. It's just interesting to think about that. Yeah. I mean I tried switching because I switched back to Karen for my voiceover voice. So I was like, well maybe I'll try the Australian female Siri voice and oh I tried to have her say you know you can ask Siri what is zero zero divided by zero and it gives you this whole thing if if you have zero cookies and you get it's just this whole long spiel and uh-huh. and I don't know if it's if this particular one is pre-recorded or if it's just that the Siri voice is that good but it does it with so much feeling and the Australian female voice by comparison sounded flat oh yeah huh well, anyway, so but those voices are there if you want to try them out. And we've discovered over many years of debating it that voices are very subjective. So Yes. You might love them and you might not. <laughs> There's a new live listening mode which lets you use AirPods sort of as uh, cheap hearing aids that let you point your the microphone to your phone at someone if you're sitting across from them and, and be able to hear them much better through your AirPods in a, in a noisy situation like a restaurant or something. I'm looking forward to trying this out because I have trouble hearing sometimes when there are a bunch of people talking around me. That's cool. I really want when – I, when I do get AirPods, I'm trying to hold out for, for the rumored new ones. Um, I want to try this because, yeah, if you're, ever, if you're at a restaurant or somewhere super loud, it, it could be really useful. Yeah, I think so. And they've given us a lot more battery information. After all the battery fiascos that have gone on, you can really go into battery now and find in great detail exactly how your battery is being used. And it's cool if you if you, if you like to know that kind of thing. It's 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 all there. Yeah, now. it's interesting. Perhaps my favorite feature in iOS 12, honestly, at this point, is the autofill passwords feature and this is so very cool that if you use either iCloud keychain or one password you can have one password automatically fill in your passwords in just about any place in iOS where you need a password yeah I only found one app where it didn't 
work. Um, it was in the Acorns investment app, but everything else I have tried, you could just go into autofill. And, and if it, if it has a, a login created for you, it will suggest that login and you just do face ID because I'm using one password. I'm not using iCloud keychain. Mm-hmm, um, and yeah, and it just works so seamlessly. Nice. But with that one app, it, it wouldn't fill it in or, or it would not. There was no auto. There was no autofill button above okay. the keyboard. Okay. Yeah. So for some, maybe that's something that, that I don't know if the app will have to support it or I, I just don't know, but it's too See, bad. I was under the impression that it didn't have to, because uh, that's, that was the beauty of it. Seems like it. Maybe it just yeah. needed to code that pa- that login uh, screen just a little bit more differently so that the um, phone could recognize it. As Maybe such. so, yeah, yeah. There, there are going to be a few little gotchas like that, but this is a yeah. huge improvement. It's huge. It makes such a great difference. There's really no excuse now for not using one password to either create a login on a site that you're visiting or to um, use it for logging into various sites. I just love it. And it makes me, even now, um, it makes me use my phone for more things. And if, as if I wasn't already doing that, um, it's just becoming more of a computer replacement because of that. Especially if you go ahead and allow 1Password to generate those random passwords for you, really makes your 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 internet system a lot more secure. Yes, it does. I haven't tried this, but there's a new Siri command where you can ask Siri for a password. Yeah, you can say Wolfram Alpha password or something like that, and it will give you one. No, um, no, th- th- no. If if you want to find out one of your existing passwords, oh, you, oh no, that you, I did not know. You can ask hmm. Siri to give you that password. Now I. I'm certain this works if the password's in iCloud Keychain. I'm not absolutely certain whether it works from 1Password or not. Yeah, you may have to allow Spotlight access for that to work uh, because, you know, now Spotlight is tied so much into Siri. I don't allow Spotlight access just because I don't really want my login data to be searchable mm-hmm. outside of 1Password. Yeah. Um, but I guess I could see where that's useful. I if I needed my password, though, I would already be logging into something, and so I would just hit the little button. I don't know. Yeah, I would just go get it from one password. Yeah, but it, but, but for some some people who either don't use one password, especially if, I think if you use iCal Keychain, could be convenient to be able to ask Siri to give you a password if you need one. Yeah. Never mind that it's not doesn't sound all that private, but anyway. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so that is an, a, a new Siri command, and there's a new Siri command that will let you find an iPad. I guess that wasn't possible before with Siri, but it is now. Interesting. And there is a new uh, bedtime mode that works in conjunction with Do Not Disturb, so you can, if you if you set up a schedule for Do Not Disturb, like I don't don't disturb me between you know, 10 p.m. and 6 a.m. or whatever, then you can also use this bedtime mode, which means that when you access your phone during the night, if you press the sleep-wake button, 
it won't give you any notifications or any other information. It'll just give you the time. And so you're not, it, the idea is that it doesn't wake you up, get you all excited about that new tweet that was just coming out <laughs> in the middle of the night and make you wake up and go through all your tweets and spend three hours, you know, hanging out on the internet. So, I mean, I, I, I don't really use this. I don't really schedule my do not disturb. I tend to prefer turning it on manually, but if you do that kind of thing, I guess this could be nice. Yeah. In my job now, I am for all intents and purposes, I don't usually have to do this, but I am technically on call 24 hours. So I have to be reachable at all times should something go wrong with the building, should something happen with one of my employees. Mm -hmm. I, I am the first point of contact for all that. So I don't use Do Not Disturb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would kind of make it difficult perhaps for somebody yeah. to get through unless, unless it was going to be the same person and they were on your favorites list. But... Anyway, it sounds like that's that's wouldn't be that helpful to you, but it it is there for people who need it, and it's it's nice to see all these. Th this is a they call it a maintenance release, but there's really quite a bit new here as well. Really, more new features than you would think for a maintenance release, but boy, the maintenance is so noticeable mm -hmm. too. They did a good job on that part. You can now scan QR codes. There's a widget that you can add to the notification center that will. Let you. I guess that's actually to the control center. Mm -hmm. You, you can, can also a, do a Siri shortcut for that too. I've not really tried it, but I have added the shortcut for when I need to when I need to scan a QR code. Okay, cool. And uh, there's a new 3D touch command in control center, which gives you more options for the do not disturb feature. Those options are also available on the watch, which I discovered by accident. There are a bunch of new settings for voice memos. There's a new settings option for them in the the bigger settings screen. And you can do more with voice memos than you could before, including record uncompressed audio. So that's great. Pretty cool. Uh, there's a new measure app that lets you measure stuff. And it also is where the level is now. And there's been a level app around for a while to, to level pictures and things like that if you're hanging them. But it's now located as part of the measure app, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, I tried to use the measure app to measure my coffee table. And I I have heard that it is somehow accessible, but I have not gotten it to work. Yeah, I, I heard that it was inaccessible, and then I heard someone demonstrating it or at least talking about that it was accessible. So I think apparently it is actually, but maybe we yeah. don't know how to how to how to. And, but I've also heard people say, yeah, it's it's interesting, but don't count on it being real accurate. Mm, yeah. So don't use it for anything that you know, don't don't build your new house using. <laughs> Um, there's a new setting in software updates th that allows iOS to update itself automatically. That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I don't know if I would do that, but honestly, Apple has gotten so much better at doing their updates that for most people, I, I think you might as well. Yeah. It'll just update overnight and uh, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. When it's plugged in and on Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. 
And people who use the Apple Podcast app can now customize their skip settings. You can tell how far and backwards you want it to skip. So I guess that's nice. There's a new thesaurus under dictionaries, if you need a thesaurus. You can now search using lyrics in the music app. So if you know some lyrics from a song, it'll hopefully find that song for you. Yeah, that's cool. You can also do it on the HomePod now, like you can with the Amazon devices, and I believe also the Google Home, where you can say, play song with the lyrics, blah, 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 if you don't know what what the song is, Mm -hmm. and uh, that's neat. I found that it works most of the time, but there are some things that have no clue what you're talking about. (laughs) There's a new option in the weather app, which lets you get information on air quality, which could come in handy if you live in a place that struggles with air quality, which might be every place these days. Yeah, but especially here in California, that's, that's useful. In messages, the info button is now accessed with a single finger double tap on the person's name. So once you get into a conversation, if you double tap on their name, there are a bunch of new options in there where you can switch over to FaceTime and do various things, but that's also where the info button is that used to be there before right next to a person's name. Right now, But now you have to tap double tap on their name to get to all that information. There's a new 3D touch option in Notes. Uh, you can press hard on the Notes icon and you get the option to scan a document. Oh, nice. So I guess you can just use your camera and I don't know if it does OCR or if it just create, you know, creates an image, but it does something. Yeah, that's cool. There's a new 3D touch on the camera, which if you do it will allow you to Another way to access uh, the scanning of QR codes. And I don't know if you play with these at all, but there there are apparently a ton of new options for people using Braille displays. You can set up all kinds of navigation commands that are very customizable. So you can really have your Braille display stand up and dance all over the web (laughs) page. Jump into various things and doing all kinds of stuff, and all you have to do is set up the commands. That is very cool. I just got a Focus 40 fifth generation, and at this point, I've been using it mainly for the note taker function. Mm-hmm. But now that I've got my new phone, I want to pair it and uh, and try all the cool Braille things again, yeah, including these new things. You know, I'm I'm a huge braille fan so maybe on some podcast you can tell us how, how that worked out with the focus i will i'll, I'll do yeah. the same thing with the braille sense polaris and we can talk about that at some point yeah there are new ipad gestures that are the same as what we are accustomed to now with the iphone 10 which lets you do things without using the home button so i won't bother to describe those but I guess the i it's a pretty good clue that the next iPads are probably not going to have a home button. I would venture that you are right. And there are some changes to where th- some things are located on the status bar of the iPad. So you might want to look around and find your clock and various items that are in, in different places now. So those are the some of the main features in iOS 12 that we're enjoying 
on our new phones, or you might be enjoying it on an, an older device. Any? Can you think of anything that I left out that is really important to you in iOS 12? Um, I'm really digging learning about shortcuts and, and adding different things to Siri, being yeah. able to, to, to text Jeremy when I'm getting uh, close to being home just by saying I'm on my way mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, having it text that I'll be home and, you know, this is where I am and I'll be home in seven minutes or something. Uh-huh. Um, stuff like that. Um, being able to add some shortcuts for Pandora, um, being able to tell it to play Overcast. And even if Overcast is not loaded into memory, it will start to play um, from where I was last. It's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So have you tried the, the Shortcuts app, or are you just doing this through what's built in? Well, some of the shortcuts that I got came from the Shortcuts app. Mm-hmm. Some came from within settings for the specific app that I'm using, like Pandora. Okay. And some, you know, like the Overcast one was built into Overcast itself, so I just went into the settings and enabled it. I have not tried making my own shortcuts yet. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of my next step is learning how to do that. Yeah, but we'll podcast about that at some point. Yeah. And see just how it all works and how useful it might be. I have a feeling it's going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. And I don't think we most of us really even know exactly how cool it's going to be until we start doing more of it. Yeah. have a shorter list, but let's go through it pretty quickly on uh, watch OS 5. And the first thing is that notifications are now grouped on the watch the way that they are in iOS. And, and you can pretty much go through them the same way, mm-hmm. which works quite well on the watch. The next feature I wanted to be sure to mention is there's a new walkie-talkie feature on the watch. Yes. And it's it allows you to talk to anyone in your contacts with uh, a watch running the current version of the operating system. And we might even be able to just do a little demo of that. Let me bring up the walkie-talkie on my watch here and see if I can... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how my watch is locked right now, so it'll be interesting to see how that works. Let's see if I can say hello to you. Um, Hello, Allison. Just trying out this walkie-talkie feature. I hope you can hear me. Let me. Oh, I got a. I got a little. Hello, Allison. Oh. Trying out this walkie-talkie feature. I hope you can hear me. Oh, got it. That's cool. And then I just need to. Robert, back volume. Talk button. Talk. Hey, Robert. This is pretty neat. I really, really like this. What it did was it just gave me. Um, a little tap, and then played your message when the phone was when the excuse me when the watch was locked. So that's kind of neat. So hopefully uh, you could hear that coming through the microphone. I was kind of holding my watch up to the microphone when 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 Allison was speaking there, and of course um, I can answer back. Yeah, it is pretty cool how this works. I think I'm going to have a lot of fun with this feature. I can just harass you anytime I feel like it. 
Don't you mean that you can be there to provide wise counsel and uh, help help me with your uh, psychology skills to get through my stressful day? You know you're right. That's exactly what I meant. Thank you for clearing that up. Well, it's what we do. We we've podcasted so long now that we we can complete each other's sentences and know what we actually mean. <laughs> so that's a little demo of the walkie-talkie feature. And one of the things that's coolest about it to me is how much it operates in real time. It is. I mean, even with my watch locked, it was just a delay of maybe a second or two before it played the message. Mm-hmm. So the the gotcha here probably is there is a button in the walkie-talkie app that you can uh, double-tap on, which says unavailable. So if you don't want your friends to be able to pop in at any moment with a word of wisdom, you need to make yourself unavailable in the walkie-talkie yes. app. <laughs> and we discovered that you do have to, each person has to go in and add their friend in, in the walkie-talkie app from your contacts list before it can actually work. So both people have to add the other person. Yes, and that process is a little bit tedious. You do have to scroll through your contacts. You can do that, though. If you know kind of the letter of the person's last name where you want to be, you can do it fairly quickly using the digital crown. Um, I like the haptic feedback now that I get with the digital crown. That's kind of awesome mm-hmm. on the Series 4. But it, it is just a, just a smidge tedious. Yeah, you got to locate that person. Mm-hmm. No other way to add them as far as I can tell. No. They haven't put that tiny little keyboard on the watch yet. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's barely room for the keypad for entering your, your passcode. I don't even know how you would search. Exactly. <laughs> Have to do it by voice. <laughs> yeah, which would be pretty cool if they could implement that somehow that would let you ask you know, the Siri to find this person in your contacts list. Yeah. That would be cool. Maybe that will come along at some point. Anyway, that's the walkie-talkie feature, which is kind of fun, actually. Yeah. And I could see it having real utility, you know, if you are out and trying to keep track of two people out somewhere and being able to easily talk back and forth, probably easier than uh, having to, you know, actually make a phone call. or Yeah. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm glad they implemented it, and it seems to work really well. Yeah, it, it is the Dick Tracy watch, literally now. It it's is amazing. the Dick Tracy watch now. <laughs> and of course, as a longtime ham radio guy, that nothing could thrill me more than being able to talk to people on my watch. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So you can now open Notification Center and Control Center by using the same haptic feedback gestures that we've come accustomed to on the iPhone 10. You just feel, you start at the top and feel a little haptic vibration and slide down until you hear the little sound. If you start from the top, it will open the notifications. And if you start from the bottom and slide up, it will open the control center. So it's really cool how that works and surprisingly doable on even on that small watch screen. Yeah, yeah, it is. You can now reorder your widgets in the control center and so the ones that you use most often you can put at the top and that seems to work well you can either do it by locating the edit button which is kind of at the bottom of the screen in the control center 
or you can swipe up on a widget and get to the edit button that way. And very voiceover friendly. Oh, nice. I haven't tried that yet, but I think I will. And on the watch, there are some new features in the weather app. You can now see wind speed. You can see the UV index. And you can see air quality. So it makes me feel a little more excited about the built-in weather app. I usually use something else, like either Weather Gods or Dark Sky. But Mm -hmm. they've added a little bit to the weather app. You can also now add a city that you want to monitor the weather for directly on the watch. You don't have to do it from the phone anymore. Oh, nice. And you can add cities to the world clock on the watch as well. And if you force touch on that city that you added, you get a button to remove it. So you get tired of knowing what time it is in London, you can just get rid of it. (laughs) Um, And you can now add stocks directly on the watch if you want to know how your retirement fund is doing. And you can double tap on the add button and use the haptic feedback that you get when you double tap to dictate the name of a stock. That's how you actually Ooh. add one. And I'm guessing you do the same thing in the weather app. You dictate the name of the city that you want to add. Yeah. Because that's about the only way you could get it added that I could see. I would say, unless you're entering zip codes. Yeah. There are, um, there's now a new feature that is going to be implemented by a lot of universities, which allow you to add... Um, your your ID, I guess essentially your electronic university ID to the Apple wallet. And so you can either on the phone or the watch use your university ID to pay for things and probably unlock certain doors and things like that. So that should be pretty convenient for students. But I think it's sort of in process at this point. Yeah, that's going to be super cool. Have you ever used the uh, watch or the phone as your as your hotel key yet? I haven't had a chance to do that. No, I never have, but I'd like to try it sometime because I sure don't have yeah. much luck with the with the key cards and no. <laughs> so I hope hope to get, get to stay in a hotel soon that that has that feature. Yeah. Now there's a new setting in Wi-Fi on the watch that lets you add an existing Wi-Fi network to the watch. And it essentially tells the watch to use that network. You can't do it with public Wi-Fi, but you can mm-hmm. do it with a protected Wi-Fi like what you would have in your home. You can tell the watch, use this Wi-Fi network. I honestly thought the watch automatically connected to your Wi-Fi network, but maybe it didn't. I'm not sure. I kind of thought so too. Well, there's a new start workout reminder. If you get out there working out really hard and realize, oh man, I forgot to start the workout on the watch. It will it will wake up and remind you, aren't you working out now? And <laughs> so it'll go ahead and let you start the workout at that point. And with the uh with the if you use the Apple Podcast app, there is a new standalone version of that app for the watch. There's also a new standalone watch app version for Overcast. I haven't tried either of them, but uh, it lets you listen to podcasts right on your watch. And this is not on the list, but you can also do the same thing now with Audible books. That's what I have heard. Now, do you still need to listen with with headphones, either AirPods or Bluetooth, or can you use the watch speaker? You cannot use the watch speaker. You have to use... See, that's very limiting to me. I'm just going to listen on my phone. If I have to use headphones anyway, why would I go to all the trouble of 
transferring the stuff to my watch. I mean, I'm always going to have my phone. Yeah, I don't think I'll be using it either. But for people who I could see, you know, a lot of people who like to go out for a walk and don't want to take their phone, they could load their Mm -hmm. audible book on their watch and use their AirPods and go walking and listen to the book and wouldn't have to worry about their phone. I think yeah, that's the real Yeah, I don't purpose. think I'll ever get to the point where I go out for a walk and don't have my phone. I don't think you'll I ever know, get to the I point. Know. You won't ever yeah. get to the point where you go two feet and not have your phone. It's true. It's it, true. It's pretty much It's pretty much needs to be surgically implanted like another watch, yeah. you know, into, into my yeah. arm or hand. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I never am without my phone. You know, Vicky mm-hmm. leaves hers like in different parts of the house and it rings. He has to run and get out. Like, that's just oh, a Jeremy f- does that too. Like we have the Ring Video doorbell app and he's like, well, I just sat out here and listened for the doorbell because the phone wasn't, was in the other room. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I can't imagine not having my phone right Yeah, that me. that concept just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. So under the wake screen settings now, there is a toggle for wake screen crown up. I guess you can have the watch wake up if you turn the crown, if you toggle this to on. Yeah. So and there are some Siri settings now. There are a lot more options on the watch, including raise to wake and volume. And there are some other ones as well. But Siri... Um, at least you can control more of what ha- what's happening with it on the watch than you could before. Right. And the new Siri voices that work on the iPhone will also work on the watch. And there's a new web browse. I wouldn't call it a web browser, but there's a new web browse viewing mode that will let you view the information on a page if you got a link in a message or an email on the watch, you can at least view the page well enough to see kind of what's there and what, what the information is about. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool, actually. And since they added this new web browsing viewer, I guess they had to give you the ability to delete the website data from the watch. So there's now a, a the ability under settings to uh, there's a category now called um, website data and you can go in there and clear the web cache on the watch so that you don't have a bunch of that stuff hanging around especially if you were visiting a private site or something that you need to clear out of there right now I mean not mm-hmm. not that any of us would ever do anything like that but right somebody might right <laughs> yeah so that's pretty much it with at least uh, what what I would say are the big highlights, but it's a lot. You know, look how long it's taken us just to go through all this. Yeah, I mean, it is very very extensive for for releases which are concentrating primarily on maintenance. I mean, we got a lot of new features. We did. There's a lot to be excited about here. Yeah, and I would have to say that so far, I'm just really happy with how well it all works. It's nice to get a release. I'm sure we'll find bugs, and I'm sure there. Are there are things that don't work perfectly right now, but just after spending a couple of days with, with both the watch and the phone, I'm pretty darn happy with how stable it all is. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yep, it makes it nice. It makes it fun. Yeah. But we're going to have more to say about all this as we get more experience and have a chance to, to play more with some of the things that we haven't had time to do much with. We've only had these new devices for 48 hours or less, and so... 
this is all we got right now, right? We, That's right. And we, I, I think we've managed to discover quite a lot in the short time we've had. Yes, indeed. And we will be back with more. But in the meantime, enjoy consuming all this exciting information. Apple has done it again, and it's been fun to bring it to you. Yeah. So... Until next time, this is Robert, one of the tech doctors, and I will say so long for now. And this is Allison, the other tech doctor, saying bye, everyone. <laughs>